0: Welcome to Make It Happen, a podcast for big-hearted creatives who are aching to build impactful, fulfilling and sustainable creative lives on their own terms and by their own rules every step of the way. I'm Jane Carrington, a creative coach based in the UK and you are listening to episode seven of season six. Today we have the awesome Kat Byrne of Gato Web on the show. Kat is an awesome friend of mine and a past client too and she is running an incredible branding and website design business and I adore her style so much. I really wanted to bring her onto the show this season to talk about her journey of choosing more last year in her creative work and life. In 2017, Kat completely pivoted her business to work better for her. She started working less and earning more. She started to work with her dreamiest of dream clients and she really found more confidence in herself and her business too. I can't wait for you to listen to this one and hear more of Kat's story. Let's jump in. Hi Kat, welcome
1: to the show. Hi Jen, thank you for having me.
0: You were very generous because we were supposed to get in-person lunch today and then I was like, Kat, I need to record my podcast, can we have a Skype call instead?
1: Yeah, I mean what's better, a podcast interview or lunch? I don't know. We had delicious pie last time so we'll have to do that again soon. Yeah, I'm definitely excited for more pie.
0: (laughs) So i really wanted to have you on the show this season to talk about choosing more which you know is kind of like the heart of what i do in my life is like i want to help people choose more and you are like the epitome of like you chose more last year and i was so inspired by you and i want to explore that so is that cool with you
1: yeah that sounds really nice thank you <laughs>
0: So last year was amazing year for you and I had the wonderful privilege of being a coach and walking through in that journey. And probably the best thing that came out of that is that now we're good friends too, which is lovely. And I was so inspired by how brave you were with the decisions you made last year. Like I remember we had a call and we dove deep into what wasn't working in your business. And by the next call you were making the changes. <laughs> like you, there was no messing
1: around. No, no, I was straight in. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so will you share with everyone listening kind of what those big changes and decisions that you made were last year and also like how you really chose more for yourself as a business owner last year and kind of yeah, what it looked like when you, the year started and what it looked like when the year
1: ended. Yeah, sure. So, um, I mean, decision-wise, I feel like I made so many. in like, every time we spoke, I felt like I was doing something really huge. Um, but that's, like, exactly what I wanted from working with you. Like, I think if if um, I wasn't working with you, I never would have made those decisions. But I knew as soon as we, like, sa- you know, signed our contracts and agreed to work together... I thought, right, I'm going to give everything, you know, into this, like, process. Um, So I kind of started off, my business was going okay. Like, I was earning enough money to live and to sort of pay bills, but it didn't feel like it was ever really going to grow or I wasn't really going anywhere, and I was doing a lot of hours to earn that money. And also I was kind of doing bits of work that I didn't really want to do. Like, I wasn't really enjoying all of the work that I did, and I kind of got to a point where... It would either be the path would either be working with you and making big changes, just sort of giving up probably and moving on to something different. So I think possibly after our first chat together, I decided to completely pivot my business, which was pretty huge. Huge, (laughs) huge. Yeah. (laughs) So I kind of went from like a small, um, or this was the aim to go from like a small pre-made website design or blog design. Um, service over to a a real like design kind of studio and I really wanted to work one-on-one with people create custom websites custom branding and yeah and earn money that would really fulfill my life and mean that I wasn't working every single weekend and working at 11 o'clock at night yeah so that was the first big one and they were kind of the aims and I don't know. There was, there was loads of things. I feel like every time we spoke, it was like I'd come up with something that was like, I feel like I need to do this thing. And then you say, okay, we'll do that thing. And then I will just do the thing. And then, <laughs> yeah, and then I just went in and, and did it. And it was kind of a really huge process throughout. You're an action taker.
0: Like I remember on one of our very last calls, you, you we explored the idea of starting a podcast. It's like kind of this like a little idea you had. And then you just you just started this podcast. You just went for it. Like, you were just like, we, we ended the call with you being like, mm, I'll see how I feel about this idea. And then the next time we spoke, you were like, yep, got people booked. <laughs> you were just, you just take action. But I really think that's a testament to like how you got to where you are. Like, you just take action. And even if you're afraid or even if it's unknown, there's, there's, you just go for it. And I think that is the coolest thing I saw of you last year. And even, and you made, you had a business that, like you said, it wasn't fulfilling for you because, You weren't making the kind of money that you knew you were worth. Your business wasn't, like... Like, if someone could see what your website looked like before we started working together and what it looks like now. Like, if you go to Kat's website, it just feels so legit. Like, your expertise is clear. Your style is so clear. Like, it's beautiful. Like, you just really... I felt like you really took ownership of what you were capable of and like who you were, but you just went for it. Like there was just there was never a moment where you were like thinking, "Oh, maybe I shouldn't do this." You were just like, "This isn't working, so I'm going to choose more than this." And it was honestly, it was the coolest thing to see because it was scary at times. Like, well, you share kind of what it was like because to pivot from one business model to another, it it was not a walk in the park. You are giving up everything you've built to build something new.
1: Yeah, and I think um, now that. It's in place and it's things are going well. It's really easy for me to say, "Oh yeah, I just, you know, I just pivoted my business and yeah, everything just changed in a day." And yeah, that's <laughs> <it>. <laughs> but obviously it wasn't that easy and it it was actually quite um quite a process going from pivoting the business to building it up. And I think we like say that first session we sort of did the whole, "Yeah, this is what's going to happen. This is what's going to change," and then I changed it. And then there was a lot of work that had to be done from there. There was a lot of waiting, um, putting the work in, and waiting for it to to come back around, sort of thing. And it was really difficult. Obviously, whilst we were working together, I, I did have bills to pay you know I had a mortgage I had a baby puppy to care for. You know. <laughs> the cutest
0: dog I have ever met by the way <laughs> Toby is adorable
1: uh, he is and he needs a lot of attention and so um yeah I really had to work at and I think when you say now you sort of go onto my website and you see what I do and it's really obvious and I, I kind of look at that as who I really am as a person who I am as a business owner and I think before it was very much me trying to play to what I thought was going to work and what I thought people wanted Um, and I think that was part of the process as well just like bringing it back to who I am and who I wanted to be as as a business owner and as a designer as well. Yeah and it's just I feel like you're Like you went on this cool
0: journey of like I remember the we finished working together and then I remember like maybe like a month later I came round to yours to record an episode for your podcast. Mm And I remember saying to you, like, like you were just doing like you were traveling around the country to interview strangers for your podcast. Not strangers, but like
1: (laughs) complete strangers.
0: (laughs) Like you were traveling to different and you like went to Brighton to like go do a talk and like you had just been your confidence seemed to have grown. Like it's like you like did it feel like that for you last year like you just it's not like you became a new person but you really grew into yourself as a business owner it
1: felt yeah 100% and I think it is really easy to say um that I just became a new person um but I think you're right it it was more than that I definitely became the person that I kind of wanted to be and who I felt like I really was I think a lot of the time before um I let a lot of things like nerves and you know imposter syndrome all that sort of thing I really let it affect me and I'm not saying that it doesn't come into anything now um but I think and I, I now have a bit more confidence and I now have belief in my own like abilities and my what I can do um so I can push myself to do things like you know a talk in Brighton or I also do sort of like bits of teaching there's a lot of things that I'm doing at the moment that it's sort of like even my friends and family are like you never would have done that a year ago and I'm like yeah I know <laughs>
0: <laughs> it was so and you know in those I remember there was like this middle time during our time working together where you'd made this big pivot and then it was just it was the doing the work time, and I feel like that's the time where people can easily give up, and there was never a moment where you even contemplated giving up. Not never, not once were you like, not even once did you say, I never made a big mistake. It's like you just knew that it was the right thing to do, but it was... We spent a lot of our calls during that time just re-going over what's the work to do in this season. Like, Can you remember what you had to say to yourself during that time when it kind of felt like, oh, my God, is just going to work or not? Like if someone right now was to take a big pivot or to take a big leap and they had that season of just kind of quietness and doing the work, what got you through that season?
1: Oh, that's really difficult. I mean, I'm not going to say it wasn't hard. Like I said, it was a really tough time and um, I had to get the support of a lot of people around me. And I think that probably really helped actually. So not doing it on my own, but knowing that I had like my boyfriend who was helping and support, you know, as, as a family and like my family and some friends and obviously you really supported me as well. So that was sort of propping me up, I suppose, whilst I was going. And then in my in myself, I guess I just had to think, like I knew I could do it. I thought if I just keep working, I don't know, like I never would have said it at the time, but I knew <laughs> I could do it. I just had to keep going and I think it was kind of it was kind of just thinking about how we could live in the future if I kept on working really hard and trying really hard to get the business to a point where I wanted it to be. I knew that we could have a really good lifestyle, you know, I could have a bit more time off, we could go on holidays and it's not just that but, you know, if you kind of think about what's going to come, it can give you a bit more motivation to carry on when things are really slow. Um, And they were very slow. Like it was a lot of, like I said, waiting around. And yeah, I think there were times when I'd have time off during the, in like in the week, but not because I wanted time off, just because I literally didn't have anything else to do. Like I'd done, I'd written loads of blog posts or I'd done loads of social media stuff. And I was kind of like, I don't know what to do now. Like I've not got anything else to do.
0: And I think what you just said there is so powerful, like knowing wait, why am I doing this like I think like going back to like the very heart of what it means to like choose more as a creative business owner and I think it looks different like for some people choosing more is starting the business or is like pivoting the business or giving themselves a mission to like live the life differently. I feel like you could have just said to yourself, oh, I've built a business and yeah, it doesn't feel great, but at least I have one I'll just stick with it, but you but you were like no that there's got to be more than this and, and you are worthy of more than that and then you had a vision and you just you stuck with it and even in those quiet moments even though it was probably back then I could only imagine like you just were like you were just about handling it maybe
1: yeah yeah it was, it was very tough you remember you know like when we spoke it, I kind of constantly had to remind myself that you weren't my therapist and you were actually, um, my creative coach I was like no don't don't cry on the call that's that's for another time (laughs) Um, yeah and it was it was kind of a case of holding it together and just pushing through it was just constantly reassuring myself that I was doing the right thing and I just had to keep going basically and for everyone
0: listening so to give like a really clear like so from what was before this pivot now what is the difference with your creative work and life? like what are the ways that you've pivoted it to look and feel different and better for you oh
1: wow um I mean it's completely changed I can't I could be, I could sit here for ages and tell you, all the um, the main points would be, I only work, uh, I work four days a week and I never work evenings and weekends, which is amazing. Every bit of work that I do at the moment, I absolutely love. I work with clients who are absolutely dream clients. Everyone who I work with is great in terms of income. I think I'm probably making about four or five times as much as I was before. Um, and that's, Obviously helps to cover bills and also savings. You know, it's just completely changed our lifestyle. Have you seen um, Zootopia, the film?
0: Yeah, yeah. Do you know the person who works on the desk and they smile really slowly, and then they've got the big smile? Yeah, (laughs) that was just my face. I was just like, because like you, that is okay. You are you are working the hours you want to work. You have like free time. You have five times your income you have just changed your whole life just by being ballsy and brave
1: that's amazing yeah yeah and it's it's madness it's absolute madness and like I, I said before we started talking it was about a year ago that I actually went through the pivot itself and if you said I'd be sat here saying these things um I'd just been like no you've been dashed it's not gonna be that good but honestly like it's 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 really been great
0: (laughs) yeah and it's just so interesting because there was no guarantee when you did this pivot that you would be here because there isn't ever Mm. so I think when it comes like choosing more it's a risk like ultimately it's a risk because I mean the good thing is you probably could have gone back to what you're already doing if you wanted to but I usually think once you see that something's not working for you there is no going back
1: yeah definitely it was it would have been difficult from then it would have been like I was in a full-time job that I didn't like I suppose
0: Yeah. And so it's like, you're just a normal human with like a normal life. You didn't like win the lottery and make this happen. Like you just showed up and you were brave. And of course, like you and Richard like made it work between you. But like a lot of people have to do that to make things, figure things out. I think you're such a testament to someone who's brave enough to say, this isn't working for me. I'm going to choose my life. And what you've done in a year is just amazing. And I'm like, I'm just so happy. And I can see it in you. When I see when we meet up, like you're so like you're like lighter, like you're not like weighed down by the business. Like the business is like an adventure for you now, not like something that's like oh my god, this fucking business.
1: Yeah, I think I've got just got less worries about things as well. Like I think just my mindset has completely changed. I'm not constantly like dreading, uh, oh where's the work going to come in, and am I going to be able to? Am I going to have all these dream clients? Am I going to make enough money? And I think. I mean, not that everything's really easy all the time, but I just think that I can worry about things less. And in a way that makes things run better, because if I was worrying all the time, I don't think I'd be able to work in the same way. Yeah, it's like you've built a business that has strong foundations that you can
0: lean lean on a little bit.
1: Yeah, I can kind of rest on what I've done so far. I guess that's another reason why it's so important to do all the groundwork in the beginning um, and all the building up to the point I'm at now. If, if that wasn't there in the first place, I suppose maybe I wouldn't be so relaxed about things now. <laughs> yeah, no, I think I think the groundwork
0: is the key because, like, I remember correct me if I'm wrong. Here's some of the things that I imagine. This is what the groundwork was. It was like I remember we did that exercise of like. Okay, how much money do you actually want to make? <laughs> Can you make that with what you're doing right now? That was th- as soon as we did that exercise, we were like, Yes, something has to change because you will not stop working if you stay at what you're doing now. So then we like we 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 looked at the business model and really reframed that. And then you also got really clear on who are your dream clients. You completely changed like the kind of deliverables that you were giving to clients. You completely
1: like offered a new service on a totally different content management system. Do you know it was all the the things that I just wanted to be doing. And I think I knew I could do it, and it was just because I hadn't done it before, that's what was holding me back. So I was kind of just offering the same old thing that I'd done before, just out of fear of doing something new and people not believing that I could do it. That was the first step to get over, I think, just having the confidence to believe that I could do the things that I wanted to do and that other people would believe that I could
0: do them too. Yeah and I know one of the big things we dived into together was your process because it's really funny every designer I work, like every client of mine who's a designer has the same problem yeah in that as a designer your process really relies on your clients mm-hmm. kind of sticking to a process that you develop yeah. <laughs> and if it's a free for all you can find yourself having a website on the books for five years yeah yeah and so we really like you really dived into like you develop like this whole like process I actually had a client the other day who has who knows you and she said to me she was like I just want to process like Kat's process oh my god that's amazing are <laughs> uh, you've inspired like because I don't know because I know you shared it a little bit on your podcast too and so you completely revamped your process you set some really clear boundaries and I imagine that must have been one of the things that made such a huge difference to you managing your time and your finances better because you could project projects throughout the year will you share a little bit more about what you learned from completely like diving into and revamping? your process and any advice you have for business owners right now whose process just isn't working for them
1: yeah definitely um it it is a process it is a process to find your process which is funny but yeah like you said the first thing we ever did was sit down and figure out uh how much I wanted to make in a year and I think actually remembering when we did that we figured out that I might I'd have to do something like 15 websites a month At that point, I was like, yeah, I don't think this is going (laughs) to (laughs) work. So, yeah, I think that's a good starting point is figuring out that figure. And then I guess I think what we did is figure out how many clients you can work with in a year. And then you can sort of merge the two things to figure out things like prices and stuff. And then when it comes to the actual process, oh, God, I mean, yeah, boundaries is the biggest thing that I've learned, I think, throughout running the business, I think, without setting any sort of boundaries. I wouldn't be as happy as I am now. I think it was things like emailing people back at 10 o'clock at night um, that really caused me struggle and just things like, oh, can you just make this extra change? Can you just make this extra change at the end of a project? um, And I'd always do it because I was kind of like, oh, this is my business. This is what I'm going to have to do. So I think setting your boundaries to... So me as a obviously it's going to be different for everyone, but me as a designer, I'll have uh, so like a branding process. I'll make this, you know, say the branding package, and then we'll have like two revision rounds, and then the same for the website. And I kind of stick to that as strictly as I possibly can. Like I, I won't go outside of those, like that set structure. And because I stick to that, it means I can keep my whole process within. Uh, the space of like four weeks which is how I book my clients yeah I mean I always struggle to talk about my process too much because I know that it's going to be different for everyone but I think you've just got to sort of really sit down and think about how much time you're going to have for each project and what do you have to fit into each project and then what do I need from my client to make sure that all of this can happen so for example I need my clients to reply to me within one or two days otherwise things will go off track and it won't get finished and I think you have to sort of make it really clear as well that not only is like client process really good for you to keep your schedule and to keep your sort of like income plan on the go um, but it is actually really good for clients as well like they know exactly what they're going to get and when they're going to get it and I think you have to push that as a bonus as well so it's not oh, I need you to get feedback to me tomorrow. It's more, if you get this feedback to me tomorrow, you'll have a brand new website in two weeks. Yeah, it's really empowering
0: them to hold themselves accountable to the investment they've made in you.
1: Yeah, definitely. And sometimes I think that's also part of why a higher, like a more premium package and a higher investment is a good thing because people take it a bit more seriously. And although, yeah, obviously they expect something much better, but if you can give that to them, then they'll definitely have more respect for your process and your services in general.
0: Yeah, I mean, this comes on next to the other thing I wanted to talk to you about today, because you, a big thing you did during this whole process was like really, you didn't just raise your prices, you completely rejigged your pricing structure. Mm mm-hmm. And you really gave yourself a mission to, and I also remember, this is what I loved. It was like, there wasn't, you just were like, yeah, I need to charge this. I'm going to do it. And then obviously there was that like imposter syndrome that comes in for everyone. But you you were just like, yeah, I've got to charge this. And you just, you owned what you knew the value of your work was. Like, yeah, what was the process like for you kind of entering a new, like more premium pricing space and really giving yourself permission to do that? And did any resistance come up during that process?
1: Oh God, yeah, you know it did. <laughs> <laughs> It's it's hard to separate. Uh, people think, oh, business owners these big, like, um, you know, aggressive, emotionless people. Um, but as like a small business owner, it is really difficult to separate your feelings from your business. And I think raising my prices was probably the biggest struggle area for me, especially as a very polite British lady. <laughs> so I think I just had to, I had to figure it out logically. So this is how much I have to charge. And then I kind of had to remove my brain from the exercise. So I thought, well, I've already figured it out. Like, this is this is the truth. This is a logical evaluation of what I need to charge. So I just had to put it on my website and then just leave it there. And I think we had one of our coaching sessions when you had sort of spotted that I lowered it. Mm-hmm. And you were like, did I did I say that your prices had gone down? (laughs) Like, um, yeah, maybe. It was only a momentary slip. (laughs) So yeah, it was difficult to just sort of leave them there and wait for people to come because it did take a while. Obviously, it was such a huge change and I had a lot of work to do to make sure that I could back up those prices, basically. Yeah, and I
0: remember, I think it was the first time that you booked a client at your new pricing and they didn't bat an eyelid. And I, correct me if I'm wrong, like, was that a bit of a turning point for you where it was just like, oh, wait, this is fine. People people are happy to pay this and they believe in my worth.
1: Yeah, it was, that was a huge uh, turning point. Because it was funny because I think that was around May or June that someone got in touch and really wanted to work with me. And first of all, that was a lovely feeling. And then I sort of said, oh, this, this is the price. And they were just like, yeah, okay, that's fine. Um, and it was just like, it kind of shocked me a bit. And I like jumped back and, and was sort of like, <laughs> okay. And I had to not be like, oh, really? Really? You want to uh, you work with it? <laughs> it was at that point that I was just like, yeah, okay. I've done the right thing. I can sort of get on with it now and stop worrying so much. And it was actually, it was funny because she got in touch and I was like, yes, this is great. I've got my first p- client. And she was like, oh, um, but I can't work with you until August. So I was like, oh, okay. I remember <laughs>
0: it was like it was like a sign that things were going in the right direction but you had to wait (laughs) yeah
1: yeah and it was it was actually um I still had to wait I didn't get anyone else in touch with me through that time so it was probably up to August yeah I'd say March to August that was really like the working really hard and getting the getting people in and getting my work ready um yeah it was a huge moment it was it really like life affirming is a bit dramatic but I knew I I knew I was doing the right thing yeah I've always slowly
0: raised my prices I remember when I saw you last year it we recently finished working together but we were like we've got to stay friends we've got to meet up and you were like Jen I saw you raise your prices go you yeah and it made me like I feel like pricing for me has always been like imposter syndrome can creep up for me there so I kind of how I hold myself accountable to it is I set windows when I have have to have like a conversation with myself about raising my prices so I don't get I don't get to avoid it and that's really held me accountable to it of like this is what I would like to raise my prices by at this time but I'm going to sit down and kind of have a meeting with myself around whether or not I think it's suitable and appropriate but I think there's nothing more empowering than getting past all that crap that holds us back, kind of charging what we know that the service is worth and then a client just booking and then us being like, oh. Yeah,
1: yeah, no, it's great. It's such a good feeling. And it's really difficult because it's hard to say that you're unsure about raising your prices without it looking like you don't really know what you're doing.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I also think you just like hit the nail on the head there in that I think we worry sometimes that the vulnerabilities we feel as business owners like makes us, people trust us less. But it's just a, like, do you remember we met up a few weeks ago and I was just having like a weird, like, I was just in a bad headspace. I was very like anxious and stressed. And I was kind of like offloading onto you. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, cat. And I remember feeling like oh my god does Kat think I'm like ridiculous like and I was like I knew you didn't because like I trust our friendship but like it's that moment of like why do we put pressure on ourselves as business owners to feel like we've got our shit together at all times
1: yeah
0: whereas we're all going through like the same just because you're anxious about something or insured doesn't mean that you're not here to deliver amazing work it just means that you're human and money especially as British
1: people (laughs) is really hard Yeah, really difficult, and it's something um, I don't understand now, because it's something I try and talk about a bit more now, but yeah, definitely in the past I was like, oh, you can't ask someone how much they earn, or you can't... Yeah, yeah. um, Not that I, I probably wouldn't do that now, to be fair, but I'm happy to talk about it if someone asks, or if we're just talking about income in general. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why it's such a strange topic to talk about. Like, I think it makes it really difficult for people who want to start their own business or people who want to get in a certain industry to have realistic expectations about what they can like expect from working in that industry.
0: Yeah, and I also think like... Also, I think it's really good to share the like the messy middle because if someone just looked at you, they'd be like, Oh, Kat wasn't happy with her business, but she pivoted it. But there's that messy middle that we've talked about of the uncertainty and the unknown and like having an inquiry but them not starting to look at. And like all of that was just so risky. And the only reason you got to where you were is because you did the work. And it's like, I just think having more honest conversations about A, what it takes and money, is gonna A, make us all feel less alone, but B empower people getting started to actually feel that they know what they're getting into a little bit more and feel like it's okay to have their own messy middle
1: yeah definitely and yeah you're so right and it's important to know if you know that if you work at something hard enough and if you are what you know you believe in your own abilities that you can get through that you can get through the rough bit the beginning where you're not making any money you can get through the tough part in the middle where you sort of don't really know what you're doing there is like an end point through all of that I suppose
0: and then there's just new because now you're at a place where you've got so much work on that it's like Now navigating and managing a full client workload like that's a just a whole new challenge to face. Yeah, definitely,
1: and it's now become a challenge of bringing back the kind of work life balance that everyone talks about but never actually seems to have. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, my my goal actually for this year. So whereas last year it was you know pivoting the business and making everything work, this year it was kind of taking a step back and trying to work a bit less and kind of bring that lifestyle side back I suppose.
0: Yeah I mean you and Richard so you've got to tell everyone listening to the story about COVID.
1: Oh god yeah.
0: <laughs> this would me like lo- I it was so funny I think that day after we hung out I think I hung out with some friends later on that evening and I told them, I was just like listen to this really funny story.
1: About yeah I mean it just shows that um we are quite in sync like it's because we're from me and my boyfriend from very different sort of areas we've got completely different jobs um but he's always been my support throughout everything so like sort of when I'm doing well so I told you last week I've sort of booked a few clients and he'll sort of say well yeah I knew you were going to do really well like what's wrong with you obviously you were going to do that But yeah, so at Christmas I thought it'd be really nice because he's, you know, I'd get him a trip to Copenhagen. It's one of the places we have both really wanted to go to, Um, and I thought it was a treat. i will take him away to Copenhagen, so booked that. Got ready for like Christmas. I printed off this little ticket and everything, (laughs) being really cute. And then he, so he gave me my Christmas present, and I was really excited. Didn't didn't have a clue what he was getting me. So I opened this little box and inside the box was a little postcard that had a picture of Copenhagen on it. <laughs> so I was like, what? I was like, does he know that I'm taking him to Copenhagen? Turns out that he had also booked for us to go to Copenhagen for Christmas. So I, did, I don't know how that <laughs> happened, but I suppose it shows that we know each other quite well, which is always a nice thing.
0: It did. And he's not your boyfriend anymore, Kat. you are got to use a new word. Oh, yeah. We are now engaged. <laughs> I hate so me and Alex were only engaged for I think eight or nine months before we got married and I think I called in my fiance like four times max I hated it I felt like I felt like an idiot (laughs) I was like my fiance fiance
1: you've got to say it in a fancy voice
0: I know as soon as he was my husband like because I was like fine with that but fiance is just even when other people say it I'm like oh fiance yeah
1: no it's um not a word that I'm probably gonna use anytime
0: soon and it was so interesting because we had, last time I saw you, we were kind of talking about how it's funny about when you get engaged, the whole world thinks it's the greatest achievement of your life. But when the same people who will act like your engagement is the best thing that have happened will never acknowledge the fact that you've built this business from scratch. And it's really funny kind of navigating that, being a business owner and how not many people know how to celebrate that. as. But for me personally, starting a business felt more of an achievement than getting engaged.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, me too. Um, for me, the the business thing is my proudest achievement of my whole life you know I think it's such a huge thing but yeah as soon as you get a ring on your finger that's the most important thing you've ever done
0: (laughs) (laughs) so I feel like I feel like business when you're self-employed like when you're a solo business owner I feel like it's a very quiet room where you have to constantly cheer yourself on because your partner, like your partner in life gets it because they're there with you the whole step of the way. Mm -hmm. And maybe if you're lucky, you also have a few close friends who get it. But the further someone is from like your inner life, they just don't, they just don't see what it really takes and what it really means to you. So I feel like the person who has to celebrate your business the most is yourself. Like, how do you personally celebrate? Like, for example, you just had a really great week of bookings. Like, how do you celebrate your own like business in a way that feels good to you?
1: Yeah, I mean, I celebrate um if I have a really good week of business I'll celebrate as if it were like you know getting a promotion or something so go out for dinner or um I do try and like openly celebrate things uh in a way that normal people do that's not not right no I think it's so important people people who have a day-to-day job um it's easy to forget to do things like that as a business owner because you kind of expected to do those things you're expected to book clients you're expected to move forward and um, but if you actually step back and think that this is actually a really big deal like if you have had a really good week get yourself a pizza for god's sake oh my god that is getting a pizza or a Chinese takeaway is my favorite way to celebrate yeah
0: <laughs> but I think I think you're so right like I think we've got to celebrate our business because no one else is going to do it for us no one's going to throw us a business party like they would an engagement party
1: yeah exactly and um also tell people like yeah you're the only person running your business uh so unless you are vocal about the things you've achieved no one's going to know about it and it's not their fault you know like my my mom would never know if i'm like doing well in business if i didn't tell her but she's really happy for me if i do and then she'll celebrate with me whereas if you just kind of keep it to yourself it's your own fault if you don't end up celebrating with other people yeah you're so right it's letting them in to and
0: not feeling like because I think we're scared to see like we're bragging or showing off but in reality if someone got a promotion at work you'd celebrate with them
1: yeah definitely and I think the reason it seems like bragging is because it is you yourself doing the celebrating. Yeah. but you know it I just, I don't have a boss. It's not my fault that I (laughs) have someone giving me a promotion, you know, Um, that's just the way it is. So I think, yeah, I think put it, if you want to celebrate with people who don't really understand what it is you do, put it into terms that they can sort of relate to. So, yeah, it's kind of like, kind of like I just got a pay rise or it's kind of like I just got a promotion and then just celebrate like you would do that, I guess.
0: I think that's awesome oh I love that okay so I'm ending each episode this season with four quick fire questions are you ready yes okay what's the best book you've read recently
1: um eat up by ruby tando oh is it good I've seen it in all the stores it's yeah it's a really 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 nice read a
0: really nice read awesome okay if you could have a coffee date with one of your creative heroes or inspirations dead or alive who would it be Oh, this is sad. But I would go out for a coffee date with my mom every oh, day of the week. That is amazing. Oh my God, that is. You know, everyone's saying like, like people would say like Beyonce or like Beyonce. <laughs> but you're like my. Mom. That is that is so. Nice. Okay, in another life, what's a job completely different to what you do now that you think you could have been really awesome at?
1: Oh, um, I wanted to be a stuntman when I was younger. Oh. That I That is
0: interesting. Was it like a certain film that you saw and you were like, oh, I want to do the stunts for that?
1: Oh, I don't know where it came from. I think I was <laughs> like an overly clumsy person and I thought I can put this to you somehow.
0: <laughs> and the last question is, if everyone listening could go do one thing next to connect with you and the awesome work you do, where should they go? I'm always on Instagram. To so be honest, I always... So when I'm working with a client and we're kind of talking about Instagram and we're like, oh, some examples of people who do Instagram really well, I always send your... because I just it's beautiful to look at like I go to your feed and I get a really strong idea of your like design style because you always share like little logos Mm -hmm. and little like parts like but then you also share like lifestyle photos it's such like a beautiful feed that blends like lifestyle with your business it's it's wonderful feed so people should definitely go and follow you on Instagram oh
1: thank you this is really sad but you've made my day now (laughs) (laughs) oh Kat thank you so much for coming on today oh thanks Jen it's been really nice I had a really nice chat
0: and there we have it today's episode if you'd like to find out more about Kat and the awesome work she's doing in the world head over to make it where you can dive into this episode show notes and all past episodes too and if you'd like more from me head over to jencarrington.com where you can explore all of the content I create for big hearted creatives just like you more than anything thank you so much for listening along today and I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day ahead keep on doing the awesome work that you're doing in the world and I'll be rooting for you always